Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. When we talk about the New Orleans business community, we generally have a mental picture of the CBD. We might include spokes that poke out from the center a few miles, like the Marigny, Mid-City, and Uptown. If we're particularly expansive, we might even talk about the metro area, and this would include Metairie and the North Shore, but today we're pushing the business boundary out a little further, both west and south, and I think you're going to be surprised about what we discover and who we meet. Heading west along I-10 from New Orleans, just past the airport, you can turn off to Luling. It's near Bouti and Paradis. Most of the folks out this way are connected in some way to what is called the plants. They're not talking about nature, in fact, quite the opposite. They're talking about oil and chemical refineries. Kimberly LaPerry lives in Luling, but she doesn't work at the plant. Kimberly is chief of operations for a company called Valet. Valet has employees across the country, from Florida to Washington State and in India. Valet's clients are also nationwide. So what does Valet do exactly? They maintain websites. You could think of them as the difference between General Motors and your auto mechanic. Valet doesn't build websites, it keeps them running. It's a gigantic marketplace with very few dedicated companies. Valet has been in it since 2012 and is a major player in this field. All the way from Luling, Louisiana, Kimberly LaPerry welcomed out to lunch. Thank you, thank you so much for having me, I appreciate it. Now we're heading south to Galliano. Although the name Galliano is quite exotic, the place itself is not nearly as glamorous as its most flamboyant resident, by far, Cookie Baker. Cookie Baker is the proprietor of Cookie Baker's Drag Emporium. The Emporium is an online marketplace for drag queens that features makeup, lashes, wigs, rhinestones, and more. In a parallel existence, Cookie is also a trained chef and co-owner of a catering and bakery company called Chicken Scratch. Cookie, on occasions, combines her two worlds to deliver a unique catering experience she calls Meals on Heels. All the way from Galliano, Louisiana, Cookie Baker welcomed out to lunch. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a hoot. Now, Kimberly, anybody who has ever bought anything knows it's going to break. A car, refrigerator, a phone. The people who fix these things are indispensable. Because of that, they're household words, the dealership, the Apple store, appliance repair companies. In the website world, there are no household name companies to turn to when you need to get your broken website fixed. You either have someone in-house who can fix a busted website, or you throw up your hands in panic and try to figure out who to call. Which is where Valet comes in. It's obviously a great idea with huge potential What is the strategy for world domination based in Luling? We're just taking over the world one website at a time. Really? That's that's a one website at a time? One website at a time. How big do you think this market is? We mentioned there's no household names. There isn't one single player. How big is it? It's pretty large, and the opportunities there um, are growing. Uh, We work in a specific niche of software, uh, in a specific brand, um, but you're finding more and more uh, there are 
software platforms that are coming out, um, content management systems that allow people to build online stores, to build business websites. Uh, a lot of them are very cookie cutter, or they are uh, you know kind of templated, uh, and some people want stuff built from the ground and up. A lot of so. these people, retailers, have been dragged into online, so you've got to yes, convince yes, them. everybody has to have a web presence nowadays. Um, the the pain starts to come, and we originally started out as a maintenance company, use the word maintenance, and um, we originally started out as a company that helped clients to uh, make sure that things didn't fix, uh, break whenever uh, software updated, or uh, if they had something that they wanted to change out, like a banner or a header on their website, uh, they could do that. But eventually, they started coming back and we kind of pushed more into the business success model. So now we do maintenance along with management. So there's a huge need for professional companies who either have a business strictly online or who have a large professional presence that need an online um, portal to communicate with folks or to, to take in um, email or... at Cookie's website? I did, I did. I, I was. I was telling her earlier that I, when I, you told me she yeah. was going to be, and I, I went and took a was, look because... That must be the first thing somebody in your business does. I, like, check out their You website. would be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm just saying, I maintain it myself, and it is definitely a drag. It is not that's something a, I like to do. That's a funny word from you, actually. No pun that's intended. A, no, no, actually, a lot of pun. <laughs> now, Cookie, you've been a chef and trained as a chef in, in Italy, France, and Costa Rica. You perform as a drag queen in New Orleans. You have a bakery that makes, among other things, specialty cookies that are unique promotional gifts, and you have a successful online store that's kind of a drag Amazon. You're that rare combination of a highly creative person who's also good at business. Uh, every one of these qualities, from flamboyant drag queen to successful entrepreneur, leads me to ask the same question. Why Galliano? That's actually a good question, and I'm not sure why, Galliano, but Did you I, grow up there? I grew up there. Okay. And I moved away and went to college and said, you know, while I was in college, under no circumstance would I ever move back to Galliano, <laughs> and there would be no way in hell I'd own my own business. And it'd be and weird now, for you to work offshore, I think. I own my own business. In Galliano, of all places. You still have family is, there and all that? I do. Actually, our retail shop is actually located in an aunt's house, like in one of my <laughs> aunt's houses that we converted into a commercial kitchen and retail space. Now, I would think the market for a retail drag store in Galliano would be kind of limited, but online's not limited. How big is this market? It's international. I ship eyelashes to a client in the UK, ship stuff to Canada. I mean, literally now with this global market, you can literally ship anywhere in the world. And a lot of my products are bought internationally. So it really is just, you know, proving that it's now an international market. And well, how, how do you market yourself other than hashtag drag stuff? Or literally that hashtag, you know, extra, hashtag the Moe's, hashtag rhinestones, hashtag <laughs> no filter needed, and we all know there's 27 filters, you know. <laughs> How many drag queens are out there? Oh my God, too many. Too many. Too you many. think um, hundreds, thousands? Well, now with RuPaul's Drag Race, like oh, everyone's yeah. a drag queen. I mean, it really is that And we that live in a broad. town where every man is worn it's women's a token clothing thing at now. one point. Yeah, it's, so like, it's so cool now to be a drag queen. You were a drag queen before it was cool. 
Exactly. Well, not uh, really, but. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I imagine you were not baptized cookie. It kind of just sort of happened. You know, we were just sitting around one day, and I was like, I need a drag name. And I was like, well, let's see. You're I bake cookies. <laughs> I was like, well, it just makes sense. Cookie baker. But it's cookie with a K, because we all know you can't be pretty and the most smartest. So I say it's cookie, and people are like, it's pronounced cookie. I'm like, it's pronounced however the hell I say it's that pronounced. Is, that is probably right. And I'm right. saying it's cookie. <laughs> so, now, Kimberly, what is it you, you look for? What's the difference between a, a website that just grabs that, that person and, and doesn't? Uh, well, uh, there's two there's two versions of that. One is aesthetics and one's functionality. Okay. So you have a, a UI, UX component you do where... Both? Yeah, yeah, we, we look at both. Um, you have a user interface capacity where, um, say, Cookie had a um, an email newsletter sign-up form, but as I scrolled, I could never actually get to the submit button. That would oh, be yeah. a very bad user <laughs> experience. <laughs> or if I tried to look it up on mobile and there was no way for me to form, you know, shop for eyelashes or rhinestones or anything else, then I mean, she'd lose a sale right there. So you have you have a functionality aspect, and then you have um, you have aesthetics or, or accessibility where. Um, enough white space so that your eye gets drawn to the right thing, a call to action, you know, a pretty button in the right place and a contrasting colors. So, I mean, there are quite a few different elements that'll, that'll grab a person, um, in addition to making sure that you serve up the correct information. Do people ever come to you and say, I've got a website, but it, it just, just doesn't seem good enough or it doesn't seem like me? No, we don't, we don't normally get those types of clients. Okay. A lot of our clients are business, um, Businesses who they want to solve a problem, they want to use their their website to, to kind of um, grow more or to reach more people by instituting different um, um, call to actions or signups or. And how do you measure this success, or how does the client measure success? ROI is is a lot of different things. If you want to get signups and you're selling uh, guitar lessons, for example, how many more how many more signups do you yes. get by instituting this flashy banner? Um, you know, so there's. Your ROI comes in a, a whole lot of different uh, forms, but it's usually just some sort of visible uptick in a metric where they can measure that that actually represents income. I was mentioning earlier how Cookie has a creative background and a business background. Yourself, uh, you do both ends of, of that as well. I mean, you talked about the two functions you, you perform there. One is kind of making it look look great, and the other is making it work. <laughs> no, I hire people oh, to you, make it look oh, great. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. They, uh, <laughs> yeah. When, when you're trying to figure out where that market is, though, I mean, it seems very, very specialized. Uh, if, for instance, it wouldn't do you good to do just standard advertising and the advocate of the Times Picayune or such. How do you narrow it down? How do you, is it word of mouth? It's mostly we book a lot of our, we call them gigs, because you know, we're going off of that you know, drag in industry, but basically we book clients from clients. So it's sort of like, you know, we'll show up at a party and a client will pay us to literally just go and hang out. So of course, me and my good girlfriend Lexi show up there and we are just schmoozing and whining and dining. And I know and it's radio, but you do stand out in a crowd. Subtlety is not really our thing. You know, it's, it's go big or go home and we're not ready to leave. But like, we'll book these events and then someone will be there. And they'll be like, oh, I'm having a baby shower. So why not have a pregnant drag queen bust into a baby shower why at the Ritz-Carlton really? performing to Papa Don't Preach? <laughs> this is not a hypothetical situation. This happened. <laughs> so this is sort of how we meet people, and it's amazing the people you'll meet. Now, you've got that market, and then you've got the, the online the, the selling of the... Of, is that a different sale? 
It is. It's literally, I'm running three different companies and I'm three different people. And depending on the day of the week, I don't know who I'm going to need to be. And that is the beauty of it. And I literally live in New Orleans as well as Galliano. So literally, it is just just a split personality disorder just every day and I love it and every day is a new adventure. The one, the, you know, I'm interested in all of these parts but I, I'm very familiar with Meals on Wheels but I'm less familiar with Wheels on Heels. Well basically what that is is you know I think that cooking is very easy. It comes natural to me. I don't even have to think about it. But what I'm learning is not everyone knows how to cook and cooking can be a drag. Alright. And that's where we come in. So you don't have to worry about cooking. So we'll these aren't just, show just cookies. Up. These are no, meals. This is full service okay. meals. I did a five course dinner in Madisonville for a group of unsuspecting <laughs> guests. <laughs> and they, cl the client hired me and literally kept me sequestered as 12 people stroll into their house for just what they thought was a normal- Potluck. Pot yeah, not potluck, yeah. but just like a dinner yeah, party. Yeah. Yeah. And they were seated, you know, and before we put the salads out, unbeknownst to them, Dolly Parton comes on and then a <laughs> oh. curtain raises and I just bust out doing nine to five. And oh, that, that is basically what we do. That's and a then memorable we perform party. a show and then we make food and it is just it's just a good time. You're listening to Out to Lunch, I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Cookie Baker owner of online store Cookie Baker's Drag Emporium and catering company Chicken Scratch, and Kimberly LaPerry, chief of operations at a nationwide web maintenance company, Valet. Kimberly, your business is slightly different than, than Cookie's business. I, Only I a little. Just a little, a little bit. bit. Only a little bit. I wake up like this. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I do too, but that's only because I passed out. It happens. <laughs> now, now, Kimberly, if... If uh, you're out in Luling, but with your business, you don't really need to be anywhere, right? No. No, no, I can, um, I work frequently. I work, they call it coffeeing. It's this term, so it's like coffeeing. It's oh. coffee shop office. <laughs> so I, I was introduced to the term by, by a well, developer cool. friend of mine who's done it times. for years. Yeah, coffeeing. Um, it still sounds a little menacing, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't have to be anywhere in particular as long as I have an internet connection. I mean, I can, I can set up and, you know. I need, I need pad, paper and pad to write on. Right. I'm, I'm really old school. I need to write things out. But other than that, all I need is a Wi-Fi. Uh, I know. I uh, ask you the same, um, same question. How do, you, how do people find you? Uh, they start Google searching a particular problem. That's usually when we find folks are, you know, they have a specific pain or something they need, and they go, Google, how do I fix this thing that's... So it wouldn't so be just a hashtag website. It's going to be no. something specific. No, no, and a lot of our business comes from referrals. I mean, I think you find that um, just, in, that's one thing I think that we have in common, our business models, is that you make people happy, and then they see you and they go, oh, wait, I like that, and then they, they want the same thing, and that's kind of how it works for us. You, we get a lot of referrals um, from, from companies who we've made happy, and they say, oh, well, you know, this company has helped us out. In a town like Galliano, do you wear drag? You, well, what's really funny is I did drag in New Orleans for Much three years okay. before anyone back home knew. So I literally was living multiple lives. And then one day, thanks to Facebook, someone found out about it and it was just like front page. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn this and I'm going to make money off of it. So I jumped on social media and was like, who in Galliano would like to see a drag show? 
thinking Did it would be it? one or two people. It turned out to be five sold-out shows in three nights. It was literally like the circus came into town, <laughs> and it was like nothing I have ever seen in my life. And for all the people that love and support us, we also have the people that hate and despise us. Right, that's But it's just, we is. need to know that, you know, use the hate to motivate and educate people that, you know what, we are entertainers. This is our job, is to entertain people. We're like glamorous clowns for oh. drunk people. For drunk people. Am, am that, I you can hire to ask us. A question? Sure, go okay. ahead. Coming yes. from a small town like Ireland, okay, I yes. came from a little tiny town. My first experience with drag queens was when I waited tables. We would go watch the drag shows because I had a few friends that would. Did you, when did Shakira you? Hips Don't Lie was out, like that oh, was. Oh, of course. You know, yeah, so like, were you a we waitress saw, at Lucky Pierre's? No, or no, <laughs> no, 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 else. no. Okay. No, this was in Lafayette. But um, I find. And, and you, uh, I'm asking you, just from your experience, especially being in a small town like Galliano, do you find that when people meet you and they see you and they experience you, it kind of changes that perception? Because a lot of people are just afraid of what they think. Well, they don't know, and sadly, they only know what they see. And let's face it, the news will never highlight on the good. It's always the bad. So when people think of drag queens, they think of just a whole schmirad of just lies and things that are not true. So we're just proving to people, help my own family, like they didn't even know when they found out I did drag, my mother about had a heart attack. <laughs> and then I showed her a W-2 from when I worked ah. on Bourbon Street. Uh -huh. Always changes things. And she got a new outlook on life. <laughs> and I was like, so yes, you're mother. So as well Yes, as I was like, this is a job. Think of like a young professional. You know, she works at a bank. She'll put on her little pantsuit Right. And she will go and work that teller window. Well, I'm sort of doing the same thing. You know, I put on a lady's dress and about three and a half inches of makeup and 14 inches of eyelashes, <laughs> you know, and 47 pounds of hair. But that is my uniform. And right. my job is to help people forget about life and just focus on the fun and just let loose and have a good time. And, you know, I produce a show called Cookie and the Queens, <laughs> and we literally, our audience, the age range is anywhere from 21 to 86 years old. Whoa. So it shows cool. you we are for everyone. Now, I, I get a pretty good idea how you get paid um, in terms of, a, you know, for an engagement or, or for the catering. But Kimberly, I don't have a good idea of how you get paid. Do you charge by the hour or? PayPal? Okay, physically fail, right? But, no. but I mean, don't I, we all? <laughs> <laughs> um, our particular business model is set up on a retainer kind okay. of system. So we uh, meet a client, we figure out what they need and how needy they might be in the coming you know, year. Um, and then we kind of figure out the resources internally we'll have to dedicate to that. And kind of bucket that in a number and say, okay, you know, here's your monthly plan. And if they want something that's not included in that, then we, we just upcharge as a so separate if, invoice. So if they for do it. need something, is it the retainer plus or is it? Depends on what it is. Some things are kind of covered in the in the bucket of these are the general things that we'll do for you without charging extra. And some things are, you know, you want a whole new website that's not free. Right. And, <laughs> and your clients, are they mainly business? Yes. Yes. Our, our particular niche, um, there's, there's a... Um, there's an existing market of small maintenance companies that charge small fees just to run security updates and answer questions. Uh, our particular business uh, caters to um, professional enterprise, uh, larger businesses that, uh, that have usually different 
different segments internally, like a marketing group and a, and a design group, or um, they have different internal initiatives where a website's not something that's really high on their priority list, right? Or it's their website is the highest thing right. that they it's, do. It's, so it's, it's their source. It's kind of it's. Those, those are the two general buckets of, of folks that will serve. So Cookie's mother was impressed with the W-2. These people want a high W-2 too, I guess. They, uh, <laughs> everybody's in the same it game. It all goes back to money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day. No matter where you live from Manhattan to Baton Rouge, we tend to think that the world revolves around our city. Here in New Orleans, it's easy to believe that. We have a vibrant community that's bristling with everything from comedy to commerce to cuisine. But Kimberly and Cookie, today we have learned that before we get too smug and complacent, we might want to look a few miles west and a few miles south. I'm sure I'm not the only one surprised to find out what goes on in Luling and Galliano. It's been great to meet you, and thank you both for taking the time to come into New Orleans today and join me for Out to Lunch. I appreciate that. Thank you for thank having me. Thank you. <laughs> My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Kimberly LaPerry, she's the Chief of Operations at Valet, and Cookie Baker owner of Cookie Baker's Drag Emporium and Chicken Scratch, LLC. You can find out more about Kimberly's world of web maintenance and Cookie's world of catering and drag by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and www.no.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch today at the new Juan's Flying Burrito, uptown at Joseph and Magazine Street next to Whole Foods. Juan's Flying Burrito is a Creole taqueria serving innovative Mexican fare with local sensibilities since 1997. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merrill and our researcher is Matthew Ellison. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen, and at MitchellForeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and this is a particularly great week to check this out, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week back at our regular spot at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp.